Fantastic. Just waste everyone's time. Great. So, uh, yes, uh, I bet this was your first time bringing trash to church. Am I right? Am I right? Right? How exciting. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny. It is kind of funny because, um, you know, we, we do talk about stuff like this, but like metaphorically, you know, like bring your, bring your baggage, just bring it all, bring your trash, burn it in the campfire, you know, it's like, may I suggest, may I suggest this morning that this is not a metaphor, are you with me now, so, uh, I think we're doing pretty good, Hans, so, um, uh, actually, we were doing pretty good on this challenge until yesterday, uh, when Emily was like, I gotta have milkshakes, and, uh, BTW, if you're going to go zero waste, you can't have milkshakes, uh, right, unless you make them yourself. Yeah, yeah, which then, you know, is even questionable, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there we go, the styrofoam. So anyway, so if we lose now, it's on you. Yeah, yeah, that's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. So in order to talk about waste this morning, in order to talk about this, uh, we've got to talk about one of our favorite subjects as the people of God. We've got to talk about hell. So I hope you guys are excited about this. Uh, I know I'm excited. Hell is the most trashy place I know of. And so, uh, yeah. And actually, one of the things I find most uh, intriguing about the Gospels is this Greek word that we commonly translate as hell. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. It's this Greek word, Gehenna, right? Look at someone and say, Gehenna, yeah! <laughs> All right. Only, it, only in church, right? Only in church. Oh, man. So this word literally translated is Ge, Valley, uh, Henna, Son of Hinnom. Uh, so the Valley of the Son of Hinnom. This is on the south side of Jerusalem. In Jesus' day, and it was basically, you've probably heard, right, before, this is where all the trash would have ended up uh, in Gehenna, the Valley of the Son of Hinnom. And uh, if, it was, if it was being wasted, uh, that's where it was going. And so this could be anything from, um, well, this could be anything. This could actually be like dead animals to, uh, you know, you name it. In Jesus' day, this is where it was going to go. And it actually even believed that this, this ground had a, a curse on it. And so descriptions, uh, when you get these descriptions of like gnashing of teeth, right, and all this stuff, like this is actually real descriptions of Gehenna, right, as all these wild animals were coming around and just like it was a place you did not want to be on multiple levels, right? And, uh, and I was actually laughing with Trey this morning because there's a little bit of that going on at my house with this raccoon that I cannot get rid of. And it keeps tipping over my trash can. And literally, I came out the other day and uh, it had like, it couldn't get in because I had bricks on top. And so it just decided to Schwarzenegger the whole thing over. And then it had found this vat of like coleslaw from Church on the Lake Day if you guys remember that, like a month ago, and that was somehow still in my, I don't know how it was even in there, because anyway, so, uh, but it had taken the vat of coleslaw, and it, it, it was like on my deck with it, you know, I'm just imagining how this went in the middle of the night, like, woo, score, you know, and it's just everywhere on my deck the next day, you know, it's like, I don't even know, like, anyway, wild, 
So weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? You get the image. So uh, yeah, so this place was a landfill, if there ever was one. Continual fires, burning trash. Actually, there's this, uh, this is actually a landfill in, I think this is in Nicaragua, actually. Uh, you can see on your cell. You get, you get the picture. Uh, so waste, filth. Yeah, so um, before this was the city dump, in Jesus' day, hundreds of years prior, it was actually this worship site called Topath. And Topath was actually a place where um, uh, people would go, right, uh, in the Valley of the Son of Hinnom to actually burn their sons and daughters in the fire, like an actual child sacrifice. And you can actually read about this in Jeremiah and how God responds to this. And he says, And they go on building the high place of Topath, which is in the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, right? Essentially, God is like, I am not that God, right? Do not do this, right? And so, uh, yeah, so there's sort of a, there's a history uh, that's, that's here uh, in, in this place. And so before Gehenna was the place where uh, uh, just our, our trash went, right? It was also a place where human lives were even wasted, right? Could there be a better description, uh, right, than to, to call some place like this hell? Are you with me? And so Gehenna hell is the actual place of waste, right? I don't think it's any coincidence that this term Gehenna, this horrible place that gradually became this ultimate landfill and this ultimate dump, right, was heavily used by the first uh, century Jewish community as this sort of like symbol for a hell-like place, right? the opposite of the kingdom of God, the opposite of this place that's about restoration and healing and growth and, res and resurrection, right? And so it begs the question this morning, um, it begs the question, right, what if, what if hell is what happens when creation gets wasted? Uh, are you with me? What if hell is what happens when creation gets wasted, when things are out of, of its intended creative order, right? When all of that stuff that was supposed to go into the bake uh, ended up in the landfill uh, instead, right? Uh, and so, but uh, yeah, what, what, is, what is waste? Uh, you know, uh, what, what's waste? What's waste as opposed to just trash or garbage? We're kind of like wrestling with this. A little bit. I think Trey had something good there that Chelsea was trying to pull out of him. What were you? What were you saying over there? I'm calling you out. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're saying something, something in particular that that when something is waste, it's it's no longer good for anything. It's it, you can't recycle it you can't reuse it you can't break it down for parts right it's it's gone it can't be fixed it has no value left in it if it's actually waste then we would say that that thing is actually unredeemable All right let that sink in if you're saying something is waste you're actually saying this thing is unredeemable 
Uh, if we ascribe something as waste, it's, it's useless, no longer good for anything, only left to be tossed in the fires in the valley of the son of Hinnom, right? Waste. And so um, raise your hand if you've ever created anything. Ever created anything? Yeah, yeah. BTW, this is like everybody, okay? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, because we are creators. We're, we are made in the image of the creator. We've all created something. But have you ever spent, like, hours making this one thing only to see it just completely go to waste before? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you've just, like, you've invested time, you've invested money, you've invested energy the last three Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, it, it's fallen apart. It fell through. It didn't survive. It didn't make it. it. You went outside and it was dead. You know, I mean, it's, we've all, we've all been there. Uh, it, it, like, I remember watching, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the first season of Lego Masters. <laughs> but then again, at this point, that's on you. Uh, so, um, there's this, there's this moment where this one team is building just the biggest tower, I think, in the whole season, and it's just huge, and they've got to, like, wheel it to the front of the show. Like, you already know the producers are like, this is going to happen, and uh, they're, like, wheeling it to the front of the show, and one of the guys is behind it, and they hit, of course, what do they hit? They hit a Lego. It's on the floor, like, you know, and anyway, and the tower just starts coming down. The guy's like, oh, and he actually caught some of it. It was crazy impressive. And then, but of course, like tons of it just shatters on the floor. You know, it's like the last 14 hours they had spent building this Lego tower. And then you're like, well, that's gone. And, you know, it's just waste. Ah! Nobody likes waste. But it made a TV show out of it. So I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, they got ratings out of it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Waste. Nobody likes waste. Because it's waste. Are you with me? Like, it's actually pre-programmed. We are predispositioned uh, to inherently not be for waste because it's waste. It literally is. Like, what else? What other descriptor, uh, right, can you use? Uh, hell, I don't know. Uh, so imagine then, uh, imagine, like, what God thinks about landfills. Imagine what God thinks about any part of his creation being wasted. It's something to think about, right? The, the ground and the soil actually depleted of nutrition, right? Water polluted, uh, air <laughs> unbreathable, right? When God created in Genesis, I know we've talked about this before, he created it good. He used this word tov, right? It means appropriate. That, that essentially... Every bit of creation is, is here uh, designed to be a part of this seamless loop that is creation. Everything has this, this role. There is inherently within creation a, uh, a Lion King, Simba, circle of life situation. Nothing goes to waste. Remember. Are you with me? Like nothing goes to waste. It is circular. It is circular. Even our bodies, if you're buried right, if you're buried wrong, it doesn't work. Most people are buried wrong around here. But if you're buried right, even your body returns to the earth. Are you with me now, right? Uh, and so, 
uh, yeah, that's, it's pre-designed this way. This is how it's designed. Uh, and so what, is, what, what does God uh, think about, I, I wonder, uh, when every part of his creation has this role to fulfill, but instead of creation getting to do fulfilling, creation ends up doing landfilling instead uh, because it's quite different. So if our valleys full of waste are outside of God's created order, then this means that places like landfills that hold all of our unredeemed waste on earth have quite literally gone to hell, this place outside of God's creative order. You know, I've been seeing these pictures and all these images from Waverly, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, right? And it's just so devastating. It's so sad. And all these lives lost and all these homes that are lost and all of the stuff they said I saw yesterday, they said their landfill is full. You know, and it's like, what are they going to do? It's, it's so bad. I want to look at this passage for a second um, in Matthew 16. It's in your handout. And uh, if you've been around, you've heard me preach this passage like 12 times. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh, but I want to turn the gym just a little bit more today uh, to, to continue to see this passage. Now, when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church in the gates of Hades, will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Look at someone and say, loosed. Then he sternly ordered them, uh, the disciples, not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So uh, in this infamous passage above, Jesus journeys with his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, where there existed uh, this worship site, if you go there today, you can still see it. This big open mouth cave uh, down uh, uh, kind of on this edge. And they would worship the Greek god Pan here. And uh, so it wouldn't have been an uncommon sight at any point to go there and just see these sacrifices being made and things being tossed in this mouth of hell, quite literally, uh, in this time. And there, uh, even in history, there would have been child sacrifice that would have happened there and just other horrific things in Caesarea Philippi. So if there were gates to hell in Jesus' day, it was here in Caesarea Philippi at this place. And so, uh, and, and, it's, and it's right here that Jesus says that he's going to build his church in such a way that the gates of hell, the very doorway to where lives are thrown away and creation is wasted, will not overcome the church. It's kind of a cool thing. And so imagine, what, what would it look like today uh, for uh, the church to be an actual force against the gates of hell? Against these, this, this place, if we're, we're going to talk about waste today, right? That, that the church is literally a regenerating force in the world, uh, uh, right? We're, we're against the needless waste of sacrifice and the sacrifice of our money and our energy and our resources and our finances and our land, right? And creation itself. What would it look like for us to stand up against that today as the church? What if Christians, right, corporately 
individually, uh, right? What if we took this call seriously? What would it look like for the gates of hell not to prevail against the church today, um, right? How, how can we embody this with our resources? How can we leverage what we have in regenerative and healing and hope-giving ways? It's kind of interesting to think about, but the church, uh, the church in the world uh, possesses so much, really, if you think about it. And uh, the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church alone, worldwide, actually owns uh, 177 million acres of land, just the Catholic Church, second only to the Queen of England herself uh, in the world. It's kind of fascinating uh, to think about. Uh, imagine, imagine if the Christian church collectively began worldwide initiatives that literally made spaces holy ground, that, 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 quite a, that literally set apart uh, what it is that we have for the kingdom of God. What would it look like that, that every believer's home and every church facility, what if we had energy audits? <laughs> what, if we, what if we got real interested in, in weatherizing our homes and then taking that money that we would save and like actually... Uh, uh, weatherizing the homes of the poor and the elderly in our community, right? What if we just, what if we instead of like took every way that we could find that we're, we were wasting and we channeled that into kingdom work this morning? What if there were actually, uh, you know, w- that wherever there was a local church, there was a refuge for anyone who needed food? What if wherever there was a church there, we, what if we got m- more interested in food foresting and less interested in mowing grass? right? What, what, if, what if we're the, we're the people of God dwell, we're, we're known to be places where trees were planted, right? Where fruit grew on the vine, where there was a big, big table with lots and lots of room and a big, big yard where we could play soccer, right? Uh, what if, what if, I mean, there are so many dreams that could be dreamed and, and, and things to think about, right? What if nothing is wasted where the people of God are, um, yeah, yeah. What if the what if our biggest waste is is wasting our opportunities, right? To to really live into this in our communities and the places where we live and where we grow and where we reside. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if the Garden of Eden is actually more like a blueprint for us of what it means to. To, to steward the ground. What if stewarding the ground is actually more like, has so much more to do with worship than we ever thought? What if we re-entered this wasteless recycle of God's creative action in the world, right? Because again, w- creation moving as it was originally intended to do is, is wasteless. What if we are all part of the circle of life? And so, but when creation is wasted... When it finds its way into the landfills of our world, covered in plastic, forever unused, never decomposing, never redeemed, right, abused, forgotten, I would like to suggest this morning that, that that's what our God dislikes the most. Unredeemable garbage, right? That, I'd say that's kind of like hell. And so what if we find ourselves participating? What if, what if when we find, this is kind of hard, but what if when we find ourselves participating in these sort of wasteful, actually wasteful activities uh, and overconsumption, we are actually participating in bringing a little bit of hell on earth? I mean, it's, 
You know, we, we talk about all the things that we do to bring heaven on earth, and that's a real thing. Uh, but what if we can also kind of swing the other way? It's, it's something to think about, right? I think Jesus speaks to us about Gehenna because Jesus is the ultimate recycler. Because Jesus is always uh, interested in the redemption of creation. I like to think if Jesus were like in your neighborhood, you might like go outside one day and happen to see Jesus like meandering through your trash. You know, oh, that's still good. Oh, yeah, I can do something with that. I've got plans for that, you know. You're like, is that a homeless guy or is that Jesus? Yes. Are you with me? It's always confusing. Everywhere we see Jesus in the Gospels, he's always in the business of redeeming and resurrecting. Are you with me? He's always calling to repentance, right? What if reduce and reuse and recycle and refuse had more to do with the Trinitarian love of God than we ever suspected, right? What if that little green triangle that we stick on everything, what if that's not a cultural symbol, but what if that's something deep within the heart of humanity that's calling us into a certain posture in the world, and so, uh, wrapping up this morning, yeah, we kind of went places. It's a lot to think about. But I think for some of us, this is a hard conversation. Because, um, you know, what does our garbage really have to do with our God? Uh, what, what does our garbage really have to do with our theology, right? There's a good book about that, that I think that's coming out later this year. Shameless plug. Um, right, talk to me later. Man, you guys are a little asleep. I'm sorry. This is, I thought it was going to be funnier than it was. It doesn't have to be funny, but you know. Um, you guys are like, man, cut it out. I think sometimes we have a hard time with this because uh, affiliating God, holy God, with, with something like our trash, it just doesn't feel right. And having this conversation, and, and I think that's part of the issue, if we can kind of get down to it, is that too often, maybe as the people of God, we've taken God out of the dirt. We've taken God out of the lowly places. We've taken God out of all the places that God continually is showing up to us. And we've, and we've, taken God out and we've dusted God off and we've put God upright in the places that we want God to be in the places that feels appropriate and in doing so I can't help but wonder sometimes if we're just continuing to create God in our own image right what if this warning of hell in our gospel has always been a warning about waste a warning not to squander everything our good God has given us, a warning not to waste our bodies and our homes and our time and our energy and our passion and our resources and not to treat each other like waste. Are you with me? What if, just like heaven on earth, we're also capable of participating in hell on earth, right? And so may we be Christians today that, that know that there is no object. There is no person. There is no place. There is no thing. There is no peace or part of God's good creation this morning that God does not desire redemption for. And therefore, may we take a holy posture in our world this morning, knowing that reduce and refuse and recycle 
that this is just not a cultural idea, but this is part of what it means to live into the kingdom of heaven this morning. Uh, yeah. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for your ancient stories and your ancient words. God, I'm thankful uh, that I can sort of gather with this wonderful group of people and wrestle with some tricky ideas and some different thoughts. God, there's one thing we know to be true, that you are a God of redemption, that you are saving and making all things new. As Colossians says, God, that you are making all things new. God, help, to, help us to be a people who participate in that. We give you thanks in your name. Amen.